They came from across North America. They meet here each week in the basement of an abandoned comic book shop to talk comics. Covering all the news and info you need to the latest reviews and even books to stay away from. Join your hosts, Infinite Speech, the comic book clergyman, and the Spider-Man Geek, every week here on Tales from the Water. And welcome everybody to this week's Tales from the Water Cooler. From the Water Cooler. Episode number 258. With us this week we have... Infinite Speech. Spider-Man Geek. And the comic book clergyman. The triad returns. Oh, how's everybody doing? Is it is it the triad or is it... Isn't the triad like the Chinese mafia? Well, is that us? That is us. I mean, that's like the perfect <laughs> description of us. I mean, Pretty much, all, yeah. When, when people see us walking down the street together, they look and point and say, you know what? I bet those guys are in the triad. I think, I think so. I think so. <laughs> I mean, you know, we've got, I mean, we may not be the Chinese mafia, but like, you know, we've got the the Canadian connection, the the the, the New England connection, and then the South. So, New England, New England, really, New England. New, well, what did I? Well, what what do you call it? New you're, York. <laughs> well, you, well, you're in that whole area, and just like I'm in the South, I'm in the whole South. <laughs> Georgia, and I'm in all of Canada, and you're in all right, of Canada, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so there the you go. one spot that we're in, just we just have the entire that we represent that entire area. Absolutely. Absolutely. Got you. Okay. Okay. Now I understand. Now I understand. I can call my, my mom and clarify. Yes. Another achievement. I'm in the triad now. You're in the triad. You're in the triad. <laughs> mom, I'm in the triad. Mom. <laughs> hopefully she, hopefully this doesn't lead to her like, you know, us and her having like a conflict and her having to come hunt me down and everything because mm-hmm. mom's a borderline like <laughs> Mom's a borderline super spy and, you know, she, she kind of she scares me every now and again, so I have to make sure what allegiances that you know I'm I'm with. Yeah. The Boy Scouts wear stripes. <laughs> right. All right. Well, uh, we got any news tonight? News. A tidbit. A smidge. A little. A little bit of a little tiny wedge of. Tiny wedge of news. News. Okay. And now waiting on Dan. Alright, You didn't do your intro, that's what he was waiting for. Oh, and now the news. Nice. <laughs> um <laughs> I was scouring the internet for comic book news and uh, really it's been it's been kind of a slow week. Um Image moves to Portland. It's finally confirmed. You can rest easy folks. <laughs> The rumors have come to light. It is true. They are leaving Berkeley, California forever. Wow. Now, was there a reason? For Portland. (laughs) Was there a reason, though? They decided they they didn't like sunshine, and they really wanted wanted rain and and gloom, and so they just... The tan wasn't working for them. We're comic (laughs) book artists and and writers. We, We need that healthy white bluish glow about us um, well, so i mean decided. i will say that there are a lot of there's a lot of talented comic you know writers and artists in the portland area well this is exactly the reason that they're giving for the move um partly because you know i guess california is california the the landscape the social landscape and everything apparently is kind of changing there and it kind of just feels like a corporation, right? So, you know, the 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 story they're spinning is that they want to go back to uh, more of that traditional sort of uh, 
things you'd hear about, like the old Mar- Marvel offices, that kind of stuff. So they are, in fact, moving to Portland because that's where most of their stable of artists and writers um, are near there. So it's kind of central for them. And they want to have more face-to-face with their creative teams. Is the gotcha. is how they're spinning it. So now DC is in California now. Yep. Image will be in Portland, and Marvel will still be here. See, they've got a triad, too. They've got a triad, too. <laughs> <laughs> I, guess, I guess so. It's just, oh, man. It was weird when DC left here, and it was just like it was... It's been here since day one, and they went to California. I know Image has been there for quite some time now, but hey, if it works for him, it works for him. You know, as long as it doesn't interfere with my books, because it's all about me. I'm the comic fan. I'm selfish. Right. Cool. All right. The, what else? the next bit of news delves into a bit of the uh, the live action section. Is that um, Image is? I'm sorry, not Image. You've got Image on the brain still. Valiant. <laughs> is partnering with Bat in the Sun and uh, we're going to get some live action Ninjak coming our way. Um, it'll be from directors Aaron and Sean um, Shonick and I'm, we'll pro- I'm probably just horribly butchering their, um, their names. But uh, stars that were listed so far are Michael Rowe. People may remember him from Arrow mm-hmm. or Flash. Um, Jason David Frank the infamous Green Ranger, a.k.a. White Ranger, a.k.a. Oh, Tommy. Right. A.k.a. almost everybody's favorite Ranger. Um, Derek Thieler, and so they're going to be, they're, they're going to um, give us some more information during NYCC, of course. I want to save the big announcements for there. But um, this news was kind of hinted at over the past few weeks, and now it was made official late last weekend. So I'm excited because I'm a huge Ninjak fan. Matt Kenton has been um, actually delivering a fantastic series with this character. And it's weird because I wasn't too fond of him back in the days. And, you know, I was like, who names a ninja Ninjak? Mm. And ninja K. Said, ninja K. Yes. As you, as you have uh, revealed to us, it was Ninja K. I That's was like, right. oh, okay. So, you know, thank you. And you weren't even reading the title. I wasn't. You, you were just that. I'm just that brilliant. Percept- yeah. Well, okay. There you go. You literally weren't reading the title. <laughs> <laughs> mm, that's true. That's true. Exactly. So, um, yeah, that's it. And Marvel also has let loose another batch of hip-hop variant covers for their new um, for their new Defenders title the cage title and um, ultimates. So, you know, for all of you trying to complete your collection and thought it was completed, it's not. So get on that. All I ever wanted, all I ever wanted out of comic books was hip hop covers. Like I'm, I'm just like, (laughs) I'm, I'm, I, I've been so over it. There was a huge argument and debate about it when it first happened, the whole appropriation thing. And the fact that there was, somebody else doing it before them and Marvel kind of twisted the information and made it like, you know, they originated it just because this person wasn't Marvel and as big as them. They had been doing it for years. So, you know, it's, it's a, I want to hate it sometimes, but then they'll get this really great artist to do a cover of an album. I really like And I'm like, ah, shit, am I bad for actually liking this? (laughs) Yeah. So, Ah well, so that um, that'll be our little bit of news until we get closer to uh, New York Comic Con, which is in a couple of weeks. Actually, and then we'll have, and then we'll have all, all the all the news, all all the, the news. news all the time. Yes, I got I got my pass in the mail yesterday. I'm excited, kind well, of now, right? That's but, always a fun. That's always a, an exciting day when you get the pass. Well. It would be, but I okay. I open up the pass. I'm like, yay, Michonne, <laughs> Walking Dead again for my NYCC badge for the fifth, sixth year in a row. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I see all the other badges from all the other cons. They're drawn by all these great artists, or have like these really great comic book covers associated with them. And here, I get this stock photo image of Michonne holding a machine gun. For the press pass. So I'm like, wow, this is 
boring as hell right now. And all my friends, like my um, friends that were at Dr Dragon Con, have like these really cool badges. And everybody gets really cool badges. But if you go to NYCC or SDCC, you get your stock photo image I mean, of um, a Walking Dead character. Oh, man. I'm tired of seeing Rick and Glenn and Michonne. But, you, but didn't you say it was like the same one for the last like four years? So it's, it's not really. Yeah, it's not, well, not the exact same picture, but it's just the Walking Dead TV show. That's, the, that's on their badges every year right it's a stock photo from the show that's it i mean i'd rather a behind the scenes shot of like you know um michonne making funny faces at rick or you know catch him in the middle of a food fight i don't know just something different than the walking dead photo you have all these artists in the industry and i'm sure you could commission an artist to design a badge and then just do that, and it would be a nice little collectible to have. But, you know, that may be asking too much as a comic fan. I don't know. I may be actually asking for comic-related material at a comic convention as big as New York Comic Con. But, hey, you know, I'll be playing Stan Lee in the next Stan Lee film, so I'm pretty sure people are going to have issues about that as well. Right. Right. Be awesome. Excelsior. I'm still I'm I'm working on it. Excelsior. <laughs> hey, hey, that's hey. pretty good. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> hey. I don't oh, want my you phone's to ringing. At, Excuse the, me. at the casting call. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I mean I've I've got my naked couch picture with my comic book like down, like I've got that. <laughs> I've been practicing that all week. Very nice. Just with different comics, different, you know, different books. My favorite so far is posing with the um, Age of Apocalypse Alpha with the chrome cover. Mm -hmm. So it's all nice and like shimmery. Yeah. Yeah. Really brings out my eyes as I'm laying on the couch doing my Stan Lee impression. <laughs> that sounds good. I've got some <laughs> visual images there that will, will never, ever go away. I, I'm drawing you like one, one of my French whores right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Oh, gosh. <laughs> all right. Any more? Any other news? Oh, no, no, no. We need to get going. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All righty. Well, let's, uh, let's go ahead and dive into this week's picks. Wee! Splish. All right, up first is Spider-Man Geek's pick. What'd you pick? I picked The Walking Dead 158. <laughs> no, you didn't. Liar. I didn't. I picked Aquaman number six. <laughs> All right, Aquaman number six. The Drowning Conclusion. As this first epic concludes, Aquaman and Mera are on the <coughs> run. Are on the run for a crime they didn't commit. Sorry. Yeah, that's okay. They're fought, they fought through every kind of firepower the U.S. military has thrown. Now all that's left between them is between them and Atlantis is the Man of Steel, uh, written by Dan Abnett, art by Brad Walker, and uh, cover art by Andrew Hennessy. Awesome. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, that's that's. The entire comic. Awesome. Wow. Um, no, we all know how much everybody loves Aquaman. I mean, he's the best member of the Justice League, uh, hands down. So hands it comes down. as to no yeah, hands down. Comes as to no surprise that uh, Superman poses no threat to a king. Uh, <laughs> this issue was great. I mean, the the from the first page, uh, Brad Walker's art is uh, pretty damn impressive. You got a full full page spread on the first page, and uh, it's Aquaman. Um, you know, basically calling Clark out for the the threat. Uh, you know, just him being there. Um, and then you get this wonderful sort of wide shot as the following two page spread of a wasted army, like. Like Grand Theft Auto, just <laughs> plaster wasted across the screen. Uh, so, yeah, you know, um, yeah, Aquaman was having a bit of a rough day. If you haven't read up to this point so far, this is the the final issue, I guess, in this this first uh, long arc 
number six, yeah, one, two, three, four, five, uh, which was very political about Arthur Curry trying to, uh, you know, uh, smooth over relations uh, between man and uh, the people of Atlantis. So they had this whole uh, embassy uh, sort of thing set up, and there was a terror attack, blah, 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 things happen. And Aquaman had been trying to resolve this diplomatically because naturally he doesn't want a war. Uh, it looks bad on him. But it turns out that uh, the army wouldn't have it that way, and they ended up sort of attacking uh, Aquaman. And uh, Aquaman won. He fought the law, and the and he won. Law won, or no? Yeah, and he won. <laughs> and he won. Uh, you know, and uh, after after such a humiliating defeat, uh, I mean, Aquaman hasn't been wanting any of this up to this point. But the U.S. government called in Superman and uh, to come in, you know, quote unquote, air quotes, uh, talk to Aquaman. So, like a big brother, Big Blue shows up and starts essentially almost immediately chastising Aquaman for what's been going on. Um, so, he's just telling him, you know, lay down, sit this one out, um, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't be doing that, and give him a hand slap. Uh, Aquaman then gives him a hand slap of his own and clocks <laughs> Clark in one of the best pages in comics in recent history uh <laughs> you know this issue helps set up aquaman as being not a pussy and uh pretty he's much. a king yeah pretty much and you know he 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 sort of uh gets a little bit of uh not revenge but gives a little talking to a little guilt tri trip uh to the uh, magic what do you call them the holy trinity of dc comics uh batman yeah. superman and wonder woman we all know that these people are the you know, leaders of the Justice League, so on and so forth, and Aquaman's always been sort of the cast-aside guy who can talk to fish. Well, that's all addressed in this issue, and Aquaman just lays it into Superman pretty much, you know, on every every front. Um, really makes Arthur stand up as his own character. Uh, I kind of like seeing him fight back like this, growing a pair. If only he could do it in a much, much cooler outfit. I think he'd really get his point across. <laughs> Overall, this six this six part arc has been a lot of fun to read. It's very grown up, uh, semi serious with some humor thrown in. I mean, this is Dan Dan Abnett, and he's always written. Uh, I've always enjoyed his writing. Uh, always be able to balance humor and serious tone and uh, good pacing and action. Every issue thus far, I found has had that. And this uh, sixth issue is no different. So the pacing's great within its own uh, comic there. And uh, we get a great fight between Aquaman, Superman. You know, Mare kind of throws in a punch or two in there as well. And uh, yeah, so Arthur sort of gets his revenge there. It's a beautiful book to look at. Uh, Brad Walker hasn't done every issue in the sixth, but he did. The, I know he did the first, and he's, he did this one, the sixth one. And it's just gorgeous to look at. The entire fight scene is just... A whole lot of fun and beautiful and uh, definitely the colors as well. Great job overall. It was just an enjoyable comic and a great final piece to this, this story arc. So, All yeah. right. Um, so what issue did, um, did Arthur um, hunt down Ben Grimm and kill him and skin him and make his, uh, <laughs> his costume out of him? Because <laughs> I want to see that issue because that sounds awesome. Um, because I, I've never seen uh, Aquaman's shirt look so uh, Tough, rigid. <laughs> yeah, so rocky looking. I mean, it looks yeah. it looks kind of rocky. I mean, that's I mean, I'm 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 being I'm kidding, but like I'm not kidding. It's it does look like that, but I mean that doesn't deter how wonderful this the the art is in this book. I think that Brad Walker is like. I'm about to say something that might be a little controversial. Brad Walker is what Ryan Stegman is trying to do, I think. Mm. Mm -hmm. I mean, with some uh, Lionel U thrown thrown in there. Yeah, yeah, a like, bit. like, um, I, I mean, I just, I love it. I love his detail. Um, I love, I love the body language. Like, there's mm -hmm. some, there's some, um, like, especially like the kind of the big panels, like where he, you know just Aquaman just creams uh, Superman. 
Um, there's a couple of really awesome panels where they're fighting back and forth. And there's some, you know, it's, it's over-exaggerated and it's really, really, uh, you know, like their backs aren't really meant to bend that way and things <laughs> like that. But it's, uh, but I like it. It's, it's a stylized look that, that's really great. But um, it is, it's, it's, it's beautifully drawn, um, beautifully colored. Um, uh, everything is, is, it just looks great. Um, I, you know, in terms of the story, um, I've been kind of on and off. Um, you know, whenever you pick this, then I read it. So I think I read like issue two, four, and six, I think as are the ones that I've read. Um, and, uh, but, but, you know, honestly, I still kind of understand the gist of the story, you know? Yeah. And so it is, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a good story. And I like kind of the undertones of, of Arthur and his relationship to the Justice League and, and feeling a little bit uh, on the outs with, with them. And, and honestly, I, I mean, I don't, I, I'm with him. I don't understand why is Superman, like, why is Superman here? Like, why, why is he doing this on behalf of the guy? I mean, I know he says he's like, well, you know, they asked me, but I just really volunteered. I wanted to do it myself. And it's like, I, I don't know. I just, mm-hmm. uh, that kind of thing kind of annoys me. Um, I, I feel like Superman, uh, Nobody quite, even Dan Abnett doesn't quite have Superman's voice down in this. I feel like nobody's really writing Superman well. And then also, I, 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 I miss Superman's red boots. I like I like Superman's red boots. I don't want blue boots on Superman. So um, that would be my one. Nit, so. That would be my one nitpick there. But um, but yeah, I mean, no, this is. I mean, for Aquaman, this is this is a gr- fantastic story, um, fantastic art, and. Um, and 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 I, I you know I I used to kind of be like oh my gosh I can't believe he picked Aquaman but but when you, <laughs> when you picked Aquaman this week I was like hey that's I'm I'm, I'm down for reading that so um, so yeah so it's good. I mean as soon as as soon as he let me know that Aquaman would be knocking the shit out of Superman I was on board. At that <laughs> yeah, point. absolutely right. Um, Superman is one of my least favorite characters, and this issue here is one of the reasons why he's <laughs> such he's such an idiot. Okay, and this isn't you know a knock to Abnett writing him because many writers over decades have written him to how you know the government will weaponize him against his own friends. I'm like, dude, there are other ways you could have handled it, but no, the government asked you to you know speak to Arthur, and they called Superman to make a point. They didn't ask anybody else in the league. They asked Superman to make a point. You don't call in the big blue guy unless you want a point to be made. And I love the fact that Arthur just rips into him about the Trinity and then the, I guess, the the secondary Trinity. Yeah. And then, like you said, you know, he's the fish guy, you know, and he really is trying to keep the war from happening. But Superman is pretty much just in the way. And you guys left out one of the best parts. And it's when Mira just comes in with that surprise punch and knocks him to the other side of the map. And, you know, and they're not even in water. And they're just, you know, they're they're handling suits. And, yeah, you know, they're, they're not tr- trying to, like, do serious damage. But Arthur has a point. He wants to do this on his own. He wants he needs to do this on his own for his mm-hmm. people and for you know, the people that walk on land and he's lost a lot of respect from his own people. And um, Clark just doesn't understand that he's coming from the position of being a king. He's not just a member of the Justice League. But um, yeah, this is this just shows that Clark is an idiot. And I don't know. I've heard that the new series of Superman is good and that somebody is finally has found his voice. I haven't checked it out yet, but I just might after the first arc, first two arcs wrap up. So we'll see. And I like the blue boots on my Superman right here. I mean, I may not like the character, but I love the costume the design here, Jeff. And I have mm. to uh, have to di- you disagree would. here. The blue, you yep. would like the blue that. boots are working <laughs> for me as long as long as they have stopped with the buccaneer boot style for every other <laughs> superhero. As long as he's not wearing buccaneer boots, I'm cool. But I like the um, I like the out the outfit here, but yeah, it was a great issue. I had fun, and just seeing Superman get slapped around by Aquaman was great. Batman isn't the only one that can do it. <clears throat> All right, well, let's rate this bad boy. 
Right. And uh, Black Manta is more badass without that helmet. Oh, say. yeah, he is. Yeah, I meant to say he that. Is. He looks fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I mean, with the with the scarred up face and everything. And and that, like, oh, I'm sorry, but but the artwork, again. And that is probably why he looks so badass. is because the art was just stellar from start to finish in this issue. Yeah. I mean, we even got a next slice in, in this one. And Red Blood. Red blood, people. <laughs> oh, DC not, Comics. Not black blood. DC's blood. pulling no punches. <laughs> yep. You know what? I used to I used to always wonder. I'm like, why is the blood always black in comics? I'm like, ah, ah, censoring. On, the, mm-hmm. you know, on, their, can, on their planet, you know, the blood is black. Yeah, I guess. But yeah, this was just a great issue here. Oh, man. All right. Yeah, no I, helmet. No helmet. Stay that way. Yes. Although you can't breathe <laughs> underwater, but... We'll fix that. <laughs> give, him a, uh, give him a scuba tank. <laughs> so Aquaman number six. Uh, I just had a whole lot of fun up to this point, and the art was great here, so I'll give it an eight and a half. Uh, I'll give it an I'm eight. Giving, mm. I'm giving it a nine just because of those boots and the neck slash. <laughs> nice. the, boot, the boots and the, ne- and the neck slash put it over for me. Absolutely. All right. All right, well, moving on to my pick. I picked, uh, we, we have a little triad of, of books tonight. We have a DC, a Marvel, and a, an Image book, so that's exciting. Um, There's a theme. We have a theme it's, now, it's guys. The, it's the triad <laughs> episode of, it only took us 258 episodes. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, yeah, my pick was Moon Knight, number six. Incarnations starts now. Mark Spector broke his body to escape the prison Khonshu built for for his mind, and Stephen Grant awoke in New York City ready to produce Marvel's next box office smash. It's a happy ending unless Mark is still trapped somewhere. Written by Jeff Lemire and art by Wilfredo Torres, Francesco Francavilla, and James Stoko, with a great-looking cover by Greg Smallwood. Um... So, um, so, you know, we've been talking about Moon Knight for a few months now, and uh, we got at the end of the last arc uh, kind of a one-shot that I thought it was just a one-shot where uh, they got these three fantastic artists, uh, Torres, Francovia, and Stoko, and I thought it was just going to be a one-off where it was kind of, but, but it looks like, at least for this arc, these guys are each taking a different personality of Moon Knight and uh and are going to draw that so um you know still the big question of this book is which who is really who's moon knight like what's real and what's not and you know honestly i love that i love that this is not tied to anything else going on in the marvel universe right now i love that you know honestly it could it, it might not be tied to anything like even in regular continuity and i think that would be wonderful i mean I, the moment that they reveal that I think it's going to be like okay, this this book could be over. Um, so I'm hoping that they'll let that go for for a while. Um, but but uh, you know here we we uh, we open with uh, with the Moon Knight movie being filmed, which I just thought was great. There was all kinds of little uh, fun, uh, you know, kind of meta humor about Marvel movies and uh, and that <laughs> kind of thing, which I thought was really was really great. Um, but you know, but, but, you know, Moon Knight is crazy. And so he's, uh, he's, he's, you know, he's supposedly the producer of this movie, but then, uh, but then he flashes and he's, uh, a, a cab driver. Um, and, uh, and, and, and then he flashes back and he's, he's, you know, Stephen Grant again, the, the producer. And, uh, and then at the very end of the, of the, uh, of the issue, he uh it flashes again and it's like crazy like he's he steps out and all of a sudden he's wearing this space outfit and like there's a whole like core of space like star wars rebel alliance rogue squadron guys that are the moon knight squadron or whatever they are and uh and and it was just it was crazy it's just like switching back and forth to all these things and 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 i'm just i'm really enjoying this um all three of the artists are very different, and 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 honestly, I like all three of their art in this in this issue. I think um, I think they all fit the tone of the personalities really well, 
and uh, and it's it's really really fun. So um, so I'm 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 digging this. What'd you think, Gid? All right, I um, if you just want to be totally just confused, but in a good way. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. You really, yeah, you really do need to read this. I I I read it three times because I was just like, okay, okay, I'm 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 lost because I it Lemire will have you cemented in one idea and then he tosses you here and then you get thrown here and then you're con- confused and scratching your head and then you're still enjoying the hell out of this book that is seriously going everywhere and the whoever had the idea to add the three artists for the the various personalities and to continue that brilliant it fits not a lot of comics can pull that off with the different art styles but if it's ingrained and intertwined with the story as well as this one is it makes sense to do that and like jeff said it's just good i'm still confused as hell like i thought it was making sense when the whole movie thing was being shot until the guy dropped the boom mic in the frame. And then that was uh, all hell broke loose after that. But, you know, you get to the cab part. And then when you get to space in the end, the um, uh, I forgot, I forgot her name, but the, the, the creature at the end looked like um, Monstar or Moonstar from the Silverhawks with a splash of some Martha Washington space stuff thrown in. It was just, a very confusing trip of a book, and I'm like, I I didn't do any drugs before I read this. I have, you don't need but to. It feels like that. Yeah, don't don't. And if you do drugs, don't do drugs before reading Moon Knight. Six. Or and, or, or if you want it to make like complete sense, maybe you should. I don't know. But. I no. Well, oh my gosh, I'm just yeah. But I'm I'm having fun. All three artists. The book is crazy. Not in a bad way. Yep. It's crazy. Like you might need to end up in an institution after you finish this. <laughs> right. In the build of Marvel. All right. So well, yeah, I'm um, I'm glad that you guys couldn't explain what was happening because I didn't have a clue either. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you didn't want to be the odd man man out. I didn't like, want to oh, be the shit. odd man out. They I'm got like, it. What did I miss? <laughs> uh, so yeah. Um, I think you said it well, um, Gid, is, is Jeff Lemire sort of, you had just, just when you're just about cemented on the idea of where this is going, uh, you get thrown for a loop. And uh, so this body switching stuff is confusing. I don't know how long it's going to last in, um, in, the, in this series here, but uh, isn't Moon Knight getting canceled, unfortunately? Probably, That's what I heard. I, yeah. I, the only one I heard was Nighthawk. Oh, okay. I even, well, I didn't hear anything about Moon Knight. Say it ain't so. Hopefully, this does keep going. Uh, I might have misheard. Uh, but anyways, uh, Mark Spector is quantum leaping uh, through these different people. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, having the change in artist kind of, kind of helps you know where you're going, but also really confuses the shit out of you at the same time. It's it's just I, it, it, like it's been said already. This is a good kind of confusing. Um, so it seems fun, and then uh, yeah, I, I, the ending is like the 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 last part of this movie. Uh, this movie, see, I almost said it too. Uh, <laughs> the last part of this issue is really where it's not like a cliffhanger, but it's okay. You don't know what's going on. Hold on to your hat. Shit's about to get crazy, and yeah. you're thrown into this whole space thing and then you're really questioning what the hell is going on uh mark specter is crazy okay did he really give up his body like that's been the fun part about this this series so far is you you never quite know what's real and what isn't and here it just seems like none of it is real what is really going on behind what you're reading are they really at the institute, um, at the mental hospital or whatever? And especially the scene where they're at the mental hospital, you're just kind of like, is this going to fade away and you're going to see all just the orderlies and everybody, you know, drooling or something? Um, but it doesn't go that way at all. So you're always on your toes the entire issue. So it was fun, but also I didn't know what to make of it once I was done with it. Uh, I was like, was this good? <laughs> Did it suck? 
<laughs> I don't even know, you know. <laughs> right. And so it's just confusing all around. But hey, it'll it'll cook your noodle. <laughs> so, <laughs> Absolutely. Go ahead and read it. All right. <laughs> well, I'll give Moon Knight number six. I'll give it an eight. I'll give it a very confusing seven and a half. I'll uh, I'll echo that. A confused seven and a half. <laughs> Absolutely. But you All know right. what, Jeff? Yeah, Jeff. Before we go on, I think you hit the nail on the head when when you said it's also better because it's not connected to anything right yeah. now, but its own self. It's no Civil War tie-in. No, no guest is, stars. I mean, it's, yeah, it's just yeah. it's crazy ass Moon Knight doing crazy ass Moon Knight things that will leave you scratching your head. Yeah, probably. Prob- it makes me wish I was real cool with Jeff and like had his number. You're like Jeff. You do have yeah, my number. Please, it's, well, you're not the Jeff I'm looking for. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jeff Lanier. He's a Jeff Golden Fool. Nice. All right, let's 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 move along. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, moving on to your pick. What'd you pick? Glitter bomb. Glitter bomb number one. Farrah Durante Durante, Durante, is a middle-aged actress hunting for her next gig in an industry where youth trumps experience. Her frustrations become an emotional lure for something horrifying beyond the water, out beyond the water, something ready to exact revenge on the shallow celebrity-obsessed culture that's led her astray. Fan favorite Jim Zub of Wayward and Thunderbolts and newcomer... Jabril Morissette fan, uh, yeah, tear into the heart of Hollywood in Glitter Bomb, a dramatic horror story about fame and failure. Uh, written by Jim Zub and art by Jabril Morissette fan, or Fawn, however you want to say that. There we go. All right. I, I read this after Moon Knight, so <laughs> I was in a confused state. So I was very confused going into the beginning of this until certain things happened, and I'm still very confused now. But um, I actually didn't know what to expect from Glitter Bomb. Um, I had heard something vaguely about it, but I'm a fan of Zub, um, and I figured I'd give it a shot. It's a number one, and I trust him enough to where it won't suck. So I figured... It won't be a waste of cash. So I went ahead, picked up Glitter Bomb, and as far as I I can remember, I don't think he's written anything like this comic-wise, which is another reason why I picked it up. It's very different from Wayward, very different from Skull Kickers and T-Bolts and Figment. Um, if you don't know who Figment is, you need to go to Disney real, hmm. real, real fast. But um, so it starts off with this disgusting agent um you know casting and director i get i guess he is and he is just seriously he's that stereotypical hollywood vapid jackass you know and he's telling her that she she needs something to sell you know and he's asking her you know what do do you have and right on cue is one of the best panels to happen in comics this week is that she has an appendage that shoots out of her mouth straight through the back of this guy's skull. And I'm like, (laughs) like I see that part and I flip back to the beginning, which isn't, you know, far. I'm like, hold on. Uh, The book just started. That happened. And what the hell am I reading now? So, you know, then she like says, Oh, it happened again. I'm like, okay, so we're about to get like a flashback. And then, you know, Glitter Bomb starts. It's a very cinematic type opening. And then we, like, go back to six hours earlier to where it's like a cattle call. So you have all these women there. And she's sitting next to an actress who's also competing for the same role. And, you know, she just says some very, um, (laughs) she calls her um, ancient because she remembers seeing her on, like, an old show. And you just think that something bad's going to happen there. But it doesn't. But, um... It's it's just very creepy after that to, to where she's driving it in her car. She ends up at, at the beach and there's this homeless guy that approaches her. Excuse me. But, um, you know, she pretty much tell, um, tells him to fuck off. And it look it looks like she's about to just walk off in the wa- in the water and end her life. 
which kind of sucks because you find out later on she's got a kid at home with the babysitter. But something happens in the water. Something speaks to her. And then there's this double page and something, you know, it holds on to her. Her eyes turn jet black. And then she's back on the shore again with that same homeless guy going through her bags. And then things get really extra freaky. Just um, her mouth does things that kind of flashes mm-hmm. back to either of <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> it's a cross between the um the vampires and blade 2 and the strain that's how it looks vi- um visually if you want you know if you haven't picked it up yet and then the next few panels just show just this the homeless guy getting just ripped into and there's blood everywhere and then we just go on and we kind of catch up to where she is in the story but it's it's very, very weird. We don't know what's going on. And then the book ends where it began. So I want to find out more just because Zub has totally pulled me, me in. I, 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 I want to know what, what the hell this was underwater. Um, visually, the book looks great. Um, there's a lot of detail here. Um, she really does move the, the character moments. And I think that's what makes this work is that since there's no, like a lot of, action or superhero stuff she nails the body language and emotion period and like i said those those murder scenes are damn good and just bloody and almost perfect so yeah uh what'd you think (laughs) um be forewarned folks there are no bombs (laughs) and there is no glitter (laughs) (laughs) i was expecting glitter I got no glitter. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, it's a great sort of uh, little horror kind of title. Um, Creepy, very well drawn. Uh, I love the color palette of it. It's kind of um, muted a little, but just enough that there's still some vibrant colors. I just just like the feel of the book. Uh, The story is told in a very sort of cinematic way, complete with, uh, you know... uh, uh, a couple of pages of sort of letterbox panels, um, wide shots. Very, very nice, beautiful, pretty book. Uh, a lot of creepy parts in it. Some mystery. Don't quite know what this thing is. Is it a parasite that, that's inhabiting her? There's some cool, horrific scenes. Uh, so it had just all of that going for it. It's just a, a, a nice looking sort of horror story. I had fun with it. Um, I like the character. You sympathize with uh, with her and what's going on. She's a single mom. She's uh, past her prime in the showbiz, uh, it seems. Uh, and uh, she was probably going out to that beach to end her life. Like, you know, it's, I mean, it's probably L.A., so that's what people do. Right? Um <laughs> no, but and then and then who knows? Is this thing going to be her savior, or is it going to be uh, a a great curse on her? Um, I'm I'm inclined to vote for the latter at this juncture uh, of the first issue. But uh, she's obviously uh, also displaying some um, supernatural or super ish type power uh, when she's not got spaghetti noodles coming out of her face <laughs> uh, she's <laughs> you know quick reflexes and such so it was just interesting all around um i i, I like the story i like the art and uh i think i'll read second issue all right uh let's talk a little bit about uh let me pull up the name again uh morissette fawn uh jabril uh morissette fawn um the art holy cow um this this reminded me the 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 art style, I mean the the pencils, but then also the colors. And let's see, the color was by K. Michael Russell. Um, it had the tone of a like a nineteen eighty nine issue of Daredevil or 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 Batman, mm. like. I don't know. I don't okay. know why that. I don't know why it made me think of that. But like, or maybe even, um, or maybe even like, spy, like spectacular Spider-Man that had kind of a darker spectacular Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. yeah it kind I of had a darker now. tone, but um, and I can't remember who that artist was. Who was the artist who? I mean, you might remember this, Dan. Um, um, M- M- Milgram. Was it Al Milgram? And uh, yeah. who else? 
And and uh, who did uh, the, the 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 that one little crossover that went through um, the Spidey books uh, where Peter is in the uh, mental institution? Do you remember that one? Life in the Mad Dog Ward. Do you remember that? I don't remember that one. Okay. I don't. It might have been Al Milgram. Um, but th- anyway, that that's where this. I mean, t- uh, art wise, that's that's what this that's what this looked like. It just looked like a throwback style to me, um, which which. I loved and um, and uh, so I, you know the art is just amazing. I'm 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 looking forward to seeing uh, more from from uh, Morissette Fawn. Um, and uh, in terms of the actual uh, story, though, um, I'm in, I'm intrigued by the I'm intrigued a little bit. I wish that he hadn't told the story exactly the way that he told it. I wish that there had been a surprise at the end where you you realize like she gets pulled like maybe maybe she didn't maybe she doesn't kill the homeless man on the on the uh beach but like maybe mm-hmm. maybe she gets pulled under and she's like you know she's staggering out whatever she goes to her she goes to her you know this this other uh thing and then maybe at the last page she does this and it's like holy crap like I almost wish that they hadn't revealed the the shocking kind of gory horror thing uh, at the at the outset of the of the of the book. But that I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't know which could. I, I just think that's just a choice. And I mean, it's legitimate. And the way that he's telling the story is is fine. But I I um I don't know. I think it would have I think it would have been cooler to see it maybe happen at the end. Um, but um. But that's 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 just a nitpick, really. Um, overall, it was it was interesting. Um, but yeah, I'm I may be on board just for the art alone, just because it's it was so good. So, so yeah, let's rate were it. You, were you upset that she what wasn't wearing red boots as well? Um. Well, yeah. I mean, it would have been nice if she had been wearing <laughs> act, Superman's actual red boots, like. Like if that's where his red boots oh. were, his red boots were in glitter bomb. That's why he wasn't wearing them in Aquaman. So <laughs> that, that would have been cool. But... Mystery would have been solved. Then mystery Absolutely. would have been solved. Yeah. All right, we can go ahead and um, rate it. I, oh, I didn't get to read the essay in the back, and I was told oh, I that either. I should have. That oh. adds. Yeah. So I was told that. So maybe if you guys like got time, go back check it out. I'll check it out probably at some time later on tonight. But um. Uh, oh, not Aquaman. Damn, Glitter Bomb. So, so much water carnage today in our books. Um, Glitter Bomb, number one, I will give it an eight. Uh, I'll, oh. gl- I'll, I'll give, I'll, I'll <laughs> glitter. Um, I'll give it uh, a seven and a half. A not so confused seven and a half. <laughs> a more a more lucid, a more a more lucid seven and a half. Uh, I'll, I'll, I too will give it a, a seven and a half because uh, the art was really really great. So, all right, moving on to the backup picks. Back up. All right, back it up. Back up. Back up. Uh, my only backup pick, and it's really not that great of an issue, but um, Spidey number ten. Spidey number ten. Uh, Spidey is getting canceled. So I think there's only Aww. one more issue left. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was fun kind of while it lasted, but I, it wasn't really going anywhere. This title, you can't tell Peter Parker stories from when he was young and expect that you know you could put like high stakes in there. You can't. I mean, Spidey, Spidey, you know he's going to make it out of it, right? Uh, but it's kind of fun while it lasted. I think it was a good a good vehicle to showcase some new talent. Um, and this issue's art is actually kind of decent. It's very different than what you're used to, but I see some Eric Larson here and there and mixed in with, like, Steve Ditko, a little bit of uh, 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 Marcos Martin. Who is it uh, that, that, that did the art? Who, who did it? The art is done by uh, Stockman. I can't. Where's his Baxter? first name? Oh. Baxter Stockman? <laughs> Baxter Stockman. No, Nathan Stockman. Okay. Um, not familiar with any of his other work, but anyways, there's a the the simple fact that this is one of my backups is there's a scene in there. So this is basically a Captain America Spidey team up book, and uh, by the end of it, uh, the newspaper comes out after this whole incident where uh, they teamed up, 
And uh, the Daily Bugle says, oh, Spider-Man was working with MODOK and all this. And uh, Captain America just happens to read the Bugle. And at the end, he uh, he goes and pays J. Jonah Jameson a little visit and uh, says, I was there and you need to retract this and change the headline. So it's kind of fun to see Captain America um, bully J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> I mean, he is Hydra something. after all. He is Hydra oh, after all. Yeah. Uh, but you know, the the best scene is is when he's lo- he's staring uh, Triple J down. He's staring him down. And uh, he says, uh, Spider-Man is not a menace. I know a menace. I've seen one. And he's staring. And then the, the close-up of the panels goes on J. Jonah Jameson's mustache. Oh. Uh, yeah. There's a little Hitler, Hitler joke there. Yeah. Ah, oh, there you go. So, <laughs> for, that, for that moment alone, uh, I put it in my backup. And that's my only one. That's your only one? All right. That was it? Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh. Uh, let's see. For me, um, uh, I'll say Doctor Strange number 11, uh, Kevin Nolan, uh, who's been doing some covers for this book, but uh, did, the, did some of the interiors in this issue, and it was really good looking. Um, I, really, I really enjoy... I, I'm just really liking Doctor Strange. I feel like... Um, I feel like Jason Aaron just has his voice down. I think he's got a good direction. I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes. So, yeah. Um, um, also, Invincible Iron Man number 13. I like. I just like this dynamic between uh, <clears throat> Tony and, and Victor Von Doom. Like, I don't know what the heck is going on. And, and I was kind of like, okay. Like, we've been teased this the whole, this whole series. Like what's the relationship? And so at the at the end, the cliffhanger is is Tony's like, okay, seriously, you have to tell me what like what is going on, and like that's the cliffhanger. Um, so hopefully next issue we will find out really why Doctor Doom is is trying to be buddy buddies with Iron Man. So um, and that's really it too. I didn't have a lot of. I only had four books that I read this week. Um, so um, that's about it for me. All right, my first backup pick will be Ninjak number nineteen. It's a another team up with Ninjak and the Eternal Warrior, and these guys are just perfect together. They should just have a mini series, just those two. Um, I'll also echo Doctor Strange eleven with him put, putting back like pieces of a uh, magic, and I love that he goes home, grabs the barbed wire bat, uh, <laughs> off yeah. the uh, mantle, and then goes back out there to fight. And, you know, the guys are, like, throwing pennies and change at him because he's lying in the street looking like a bum. And he just went toe-to-toe with some creature that he said wouldn't have been afraid of him months back. But um, let me see. That, it's going to be weird how they um, how they in- in- incorporate the rebuilding of magic all across the Marvel U because that's pretty much how it was. They, they had all those various characters in there. So I'm pretty sure, like, characters like, Mephisto and them, they would have been affected too, right? Um, well, they're they're just demons. Uh, yeah, but they still, you know, delve th- in well, magic. But, but I mean, I think I my take on it was is that they it, it affected like people who use magic on Earth. Like it's gotcha. almost like it's like it's like cutting it's like taking out the 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 uh, the phone lines uh, in a city, like. You know, okay. that's that's kind of how I imagine that, but I, but I don't. That's just right. my take. So, gotcha. Um, let me see. My next backup pick, I will say, will be Red One Three. It's it's a good issue, but it's been so long between. Yeah, issues. I feel like it's been three. forever. I'm like, we're only on issue yeah. three. Yeah. So I'm like, uh, that that kind of like stole a little bit of the thunder, but it was still a solid issue. Uh, let me see what else was there. Skyborn number one. Um, more flash than substance but it's frank cho's new book from boom but it looked great so i'm there and uh that will uh that'll be all for my backups okay let's do some stay away from picks stay away from uh you know what i'm i'm in a loving giving mood this week and i actually have no stay away i didn't hate anything this week 
Wow. I even liked being confused this week. <laughs> so when it's, when it's done good, yeah. <laughs> Very good. So yeah, no, nothing, st- nothing uh, stood out to me as being really sucky. Not that I've read, anyways. Okay. What do you well, think? I will say the aforementioned Walking Dead number 158. Um, uh, here's my problem with, with this. There's too many dang characters in The Walking Dead right now. And this is highlighted by the fact that uh, he's now writing and, and Charlie Adlard is now drawing these like 20 panel grids on each page of like different things going on in different parts of the world, uh, uh, different parts of, you know, this community and this community. And, and honestly, like right now, I don't know, I don't know who's in what community. I don't know. I don't really feel like I even know who the characters are. Um, they, they don't really look all that distinct, distinct. Um, I mean, so many of these characters, like the women look the same and the men look the same. And I mean, unless you're like missing an eyeball or, Something like that, like <laughs> you know, um, there's just so much that that is just there's just too many characters in in this book, I think, and and he's juggling way too many things, and and my hope is that I I I really want Kirkman to pull back this this story. I I really want him to. I miss the days of just one group. You're following one group through this whole world, and. I'm 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 ready for the I'm ready for it to kind of telescope back into um, into just focusing on you know a few characters because this just I don't know this is just do, it's just do you not find fun. that too it's like 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 you said there's just too many characters right and when you run across someone who's just got a panel on there and their only purpose is like red shirt they're there to die but you're sitting there wondering. Who was that? Was that somebody important? Should I know who this person is? This right. seemed really shocking to me. And all the while, they're not, right? Well, the TV show is the same way. Every time they yeah. reveal a new person, you're kind of like, okay, who's this supposed to be? You know, it's, well, it's too at much. Least, at least with the, with the TV show, you, I mean, people look differently. You know what I mean? So yeah. the, the part, part of Charlie Adlard's art is that he's just he's, – it's, it's, he's drawn this, this book now for so long that – it's really it's just not there people just aren't looking very distinct anymore and um and then the other thing was there was a, a kind of spoil that who died in this issue i mean can i do y'all do y'all care i mean i only read it in trade okay. so i mean well I, well so and i didn't even realize that it was this character because um he, i mean he draws all the black characters they all look exactly the same and so, no, he needs to learn how to draw black people. He does. Need to draw, yeah. So anyway, a, so, a lot so, of artists need to. So Gabriel dies in this issue, but like, no! I, didn't even, I didn't even realize that it was Gabriel. And, and like, you know, Gabriel's been in it for so long. And that's the thing. I, like, Kirkman doesn't do a good job of kind of building. I mean, he, sometimes he does like, like, um, but but like in the book, there's not just like just like a, a person who's been in there forever that you've invested in is just dead all of a sudden. Like there's no lead up to it. There's no storytelling. There's nothing dramatic about it. It's just they just die, and it's like well, so it just makes you it makes you not want to invest in any of the new characters because you know that they're just like they could be in there for the next hundred issues and then they're just going to die randomly. Um, and there's no story behind necessarily how they die. Um, so that was the other thing that just was just weird in, in this issue. I, so anyway, stay away from it. I talked way too much oh, about that. Goodness. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't realize I had that much to oh. say. But <laughs> no, get it get it off your chest. Yeah. No, you don't want to keep that pent up. <laughs> it can turn. It can turn into something ugly. That's true. All right, so um, Batman. <laughs> you start branding. You start branding people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my uh, first stay away pick will be the Uncanny X Men number twelve. Oh, gotcha! I didn't even realize that came out. Yeah, Isn't that it a did. standing stay away from. Oh my gosh! Okay, so it's Greg Land on art, and oh, his... and you're done. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. 
I mean, the story, I mean, okay, you bring back the Hellfire Club, which is great. I, I, I like them as villains, but you don't know who is who and who's on what side. And it's confusing, but not in a good way here. It's more annoying. And the fact that Land's art, like his action scenes, they're just so static. It's just like freeze frame shot. There's no, there's no movement. They're not, you know, there's no, they're not fun. Yeah, they're not fun. They're flat. They're boring and all this pre-rendered garbage. I mean, you say, you know, what's his name draws everybody the, the same. If, if, if Land drew a book in black and white, you couldn't tell the female characters apart. You could probably tell Sebastian Shaw from Magneto because Shaw looks like an extra from Hamilton still. But it's just, oh, my God, it's just the same. And mm. who, why? I mean, I know there are some people out there who think this guy's art style is like the best, but it is so it drains the life out of the script. It really does. Um, Poe Dameron number six was blah. Um, I was expecting something a little bit more exciting when it came to Poe, and it just is not hitting. Um, all po, new, all po. different Avengers. <laughs> Poe, Poe. All new, all different Avengers number fourteen was. A, a comic was, was a comic book. Uh, it was it was a, a Civil War two tie in, and the only part of the book that made sense was when the new Wasp was complaining how disappointed she was in Civil War two. I'm like, oh well, that's the fans right there because we're just <laughs> as, as you are. But other than that, the book was, uh, and uh, yeah, those will be my my st- oh Archer and Armstrong seven. It's just not clicking with me at all. Hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not having fun with this new direction here. So I'm thinking it's time I, I part ways until something else happens. Did you guys catch the um, Justin Trudeau Civil War choosing sides from last week? We talked about it. Yeah, yeah, oh, we did. Yeah, we talked about it. Yeah, well, we did. You weren't here. <sighs> I was. I was busy actually. I didn't talk to Justin about it. I didn't talk about it. Gid <laughs> talked about it because I didn't read it. So. Yeah, yeah, I talked about it. I mean, I I felt you should have been here because you know. What did you think of it? Um, I didn't like the fact that he was so buddy buddy with Tony. Like one thing that bugged me is he's on a first name basis with Tony Stark, right? Mm. If the president of the United States was in any Marvel comic book and any of the characters were to interact with him in a comic book, regardless of whether they, you know put the status that they've been friends forever, that character will call him Mr. President. He would say, hey, Obama, you know, hey, Barack, hey, man. You're right, man. But yeah, Tony Stark is like, Justin, and he calls him Trudeau, and I'm like, no, Chip, what are you doing? You can't write... He's not the world's best friend. Uh, he's... But that's Canada. Canada is all everybody's best friend. <laughs> Canada is the I world's mean, best friend. He even he even gave Tony like the whole like at the end those last few panels. I felt like somebody had started like playing the violin or pian or piano <laughs> as they walked off. You guys fight too much, Tony. You're fighting the wrong person. And I'm like, uh, I did, I didn't like it, you know, just because it, it, it was, it just was not my kind of story. It just felt like a lot of pandering. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure Chip had fun writing it, and I could see that he more than likely voted for Trudeau. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's right. a lot of, there's a lot of bromancing there going on. Uh, whatever, I don't know. I'm just happy to see our prime minister in an American comic book. So whatever, it's fine. That's funny, wow. I mean, he did get that punch in on Tony. He did, he did, because he's the prime minister. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he, and then he hugged him right out, and right after. And then he hugged him the kidney kid <laughs> way. Oh. If you punch a man, you hug a man. That's just how it's, that's how it's done. So that's that's why you're not a hugger because you don't get punched. That's right. You're too fast. You're too swift. <laughs> no, I'm not hugging you. Ah, yeah, that was an interesting issue. <laughs> That's good. All right. Well, that wraps up uh, this episode of Tales from the Water Cooler. We want to thank 
all of our wonderful sponsors and outlets, uh, TMV Cafe, Underground Video Network, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, and as always, ComicAttack.net, where you can check out all kinds of wonderful stuff. Uh, chirps, which are like mini reviews, so if you don't like to uh, read long reviews, you can go and to ComicAttack.net and read mini reviews. Um, uh, but if we also have regular long reviews as well, so that's there for you. And... Um, of course, news, uh, lots of manga stuff on there if you want to check that out. Movie reviews, columns, podcasts, and of course, product reviews from SuperheroStuff.com. And uh, just to let you know, there's going to be some more of those coming up very soon. Uh, uh, because I'm going to be reviewing something very soon. It's in the mail. Mm-hmm. It's at, in fact, it's already in the mail to me. Oh. Which is exciting. So... Uh, so yeah. It's not Doctor Who boxers again, is it? Uh, shoot, <laughs> <laughs> not boxers, but <laughs> uh, but close. <laughs> uh, you are a true Whovian. I know. Well, and I'm yeah, I'm pretty predictable, I guess. So um, <laughs> anyway, so uh, but they you know they didn't have any uh, they didn't have any more uh, sonic screwdrivers, so you know I had to. I had to I had to branch out a little bit, so um, so more stuff coming from superherostuff.com and uh, go go check that them out and go ahead and buy some, buy your Christmas presents there because there there is actually I mean as I was going through the website there's tons of really awesome awesome things uh, on superherostuff.com so go and go, do go check it out because it's it's great so all right fellas let's wrap it up you guys have a great week and stay thirsty.